Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss This is Lord Ward from the Australian Bureau, logging in. This is Maud Marty from the Canadian Bureau, logging in. Welcome to the latest episode of the Intermissionist Club. This is Tim Sparrow, aka T Spurs, logging in from TMC headquarters here in London. Welcome to the latest episode of the Internationalist Club. I'm Tim Spurrier here in London, aka T Spurs. I'm joined by my compatriots. I'm going to say hello first. Go down under to Brisbane. Are you there, the Lord Ward? Good morning from Brisbane. Oh, and in Canada, uh, one of our other colonial offices, Mod um, Mart is there. Hello and good afternoon. And in the non colonial universe, the rebels, as it were, we're joined again. I don't know why. Listener, I don't know why we did it. I think he just invited himself on by King Curtis himself. Hello, King Curtis from New York. Hello. How goes it? 
Right on is the uh, term for this week. Right on. Right on. Do you know, I'm going to take a slight sideswipe on that because I've got slightly addicted to watching old American TV shows. Uh, I started with Ellery Queen, who done it, and I moved on to A Fantastic Journey, right? Of which there was only 10 episodes. But the only black fella in there kept saying, right on. It just made me laugh every single time. Was like, <laughs> right on. Right on, right on. <laughs> you don't hear enough right ons anymore. It's, that's Curtis true. holds up to his camera a right on. <laughs> Um, listener, uh, this episode on the Internationalist Club, we followed on from the previous one, which was on Britpop, and we had a minor discussion and decided we would go from Britpop to now. We're sort of calling it contemporary modernism, for want of a better title, as it were. But first, we're going to start off with any news amongst us four gents. I'm going to go first off to the Lord Ward. What's news from down under, sir? Summer of Brisbane. Yes, it's been hot and indeed moist and indeed sweaty here for about a month. It's been a traditional Queensland summer with lots of rain and lots of humidity. But anyway, I won't bore you with that. Uh, big news is Weller comes to Sydney Opera House next Ooh. next week, week after next. Not fair. Four, four sold out shows. So Paul Weller, Sydney Opera House, what's not to like there? So obviously going down with a, with a big crew. I don't know why I should say this, but yeah, a, an acquaintance of mine actually asked me to DJ his birthday party now. This gentleman is a, is a local entrepreneur. He runs real estate agencies that sell just mid-mod houses, right? So he's loving and addicting to this. Lives in an amazing place, like furniture correct, everything spot on. Turns out that uh, I went into his study and he's got pictures of him and P-Dub together. You know, and it was obviously not just fan photos. So got discussing this and uh, said, chap who's a lovely, lovely guy, said, oh, yeah, yeah, my dad grew up with John Weller. You know, the families were good mates. He said, Paul was a bit older than me, so I don't really know him that well, but I was good mates with Nicky. Anyway, long story short, he said, oh, well, hang on, while we're here, uh, we booked the ticket. So he's, he's texting Nicky to see if we can perhaps get a, a bit of a meet. So um, fingers oh, crossed for that. Beautiful, that would be man. Nice, wouldn't it? Oh, Nice bit of news, sir. I was jealous just going to see him, but... Always been, be. probably like you, KP, always been like the one de- degree of separation thing, right? So, you know, met Rick, met Bruce, met all the peripheral people, Mick Talbot, et cetera, et cetera, but never actually met or indeed uh, said hello to Paul. Yeah, same here, same here. You know, I've, I've been to Paul's house and his studio where he was not there. <laughs> well, we, we can draw a heavy, heavy inference from that, King Curtis. Uh, Mob, Mob Marty, news from um, that there, Canada. Uh, yes, I've got some news. I'm going to be starting a new night, a uh, monthly night, with a guy who does disco and modern soul all on 45. And we're going to be having like a battle of the 45s. And we're going to do it once a month. And I'm going to be introducing him to how disco and and Northern soul, modern soul kind of cross over because that's not something that he's even aware of. He's a turntablist, really. He's a, he can really just blend beats and he's fantastic. And he goes by the name of Norman Brakes. And it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. It's sort of challenging me on my modern soul knowledge. It's a direction I'm eager to go in. It sounds interesting. It, go, it plays nicely into the show, right? Going yeah. in different directions. King Curtis, how's New York? And any news from New York? It's um, very grey. It's very cold. It's not uh, Winnipeg cold, but it's pretty cold. And it has snow. There is snow. Um, I saw a ride in the Charlottes last night. That was good fun. 
that's always uh, a good vibe. And and two bands that seem like they've always just continued to become more and more progressive as they mm. continued uh, to cross through the multiple paths that we talk about. Yeah, I think that's about it for me. Well, I don't know why, but bands like that and like Paul Weller, I don't know why they don't stop in Winnipeg. It's so strange. We'll get onto that very reason in a minute. My news is I've never been a great gig person, but I saw Alexander O'Neill last week, who's probably not top of my list of people to see, but actually really enjoyable, like really enjoyable. And the music that was being played took me straight back to the 80s. So it was quite nice. But literally, I think the day after a thing came through, and this was in Jazz Cafe in Camden, saying um, Gladys Knight was doing her farewell tour. Ooh. And uh, so we booked tickets, Went wanted to go and see the Albert Hall, but that filled out quickly. Mm. So we're going to the salubrious surroundings of South End on Sea. <laughs> the, the, the week before the Love Supreme Festival, which is in kind of June and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think she's like 80 or something. Yeah, the Lord Ward. Right on, exactly. The Lord Ward, yeah. yes. That, that sounds fab. Sorry. Just to go back to KP, Charlatan's Tim, his dance moves were just, they captivated me. He's got it going on even now. Do you know, I think he's really harnessed the 90s back into his uh – He's, he's re-harnessed it as a sober man because, you know, he's completely sober, which is pretty cool. Mm. But yeah, he's just vibing and he had his massive long sleeve, multi-striped polo sport, baggy as hell top that, you know, I remember that I would have probably worn in 1992 as well. And he's still rocking his uh, Andy Warhol mm. haircut. Yeah. Ju- and just like, and he Thanks, does please. a lot of this. He's, he's trying yeah. to get everybody like doing this. So the whole time he's just doing this. And I, I actually thought that it was an interesting a little play off of what we talked about last time. He he definitely still channels a bit of a like a Liam vibe, but yet like doesn't take himself that seriously. Yeah, very very charismatic and smiles while he does it. All the hearts were a fluttering. <laughs> kind of got that vibe. The only other vibe that I've seen going to a gig was uh, JJ from the Stranglers. He also had hearts a fluttering with his coolness and his you know that laid back bass man thing. Yeah, it's nice to hear about the second coolest Tim in the world. Um, <laughs> the only other news I've got is we've got the Mild Maid coming up on the 17th of February, which is always cool. Curtis has been there. Always packed out. So it's me and Jeff Jervis from Blues and Grooves, Pete Brady, that dodgy Irish geezer from Superfly, Funk and Soul, and uh, Trevor Bridge coming over. So that should be a huge bit of fun. So that's our, that's our kind of news roundup. We must do weather. I'll start off with me being the, the temperate one. I'm going to say it's in inverted commas, cold here because I went out last night. I saw 12 Angry Men, a play in Canterbury, the play version of it. It was actually really good. Hmm. And it was really cold at minus two. Okay. <laughs> so it's been minus two, really clear skies, beautiful sunset in Margate. Mate, just before you go on, those 12 Angry Men, were they all Canadian? <laughs> no. no they, they were coming from an Oasis concert. <laughs> no, one is, no one has ever accused Canadians of being angry. Right? <laughs> well... Not until <laughs> he was he was very angry about Liam. Yeah, that's it, indeed. So it's 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 super chilly here. Actually, let's go to Marty. If it's super chilly here at minus two, Marty, what's it super chilly in uh, Winnipeg at the moment? Well, right now it feels like about minus twenty five. Earlier this morning, it was more like minus thirty five. Curtis double checked my my numbers here, so apparently it's officially minus fifteen, but. I mean, basically what, it's just cold, but it's beautiful and sunny, blue skies, bright and gorgeous because it gets too cold for clouds to accumulate. So the sky is like just this beautiful blue and it's sunny. 
and all the snow sparkles because it's all frozen. It's gorgeous. Yeah, we don't, we're not getting snow. It's minor, it was minus two and there's a clear sky and there's a beautiful sunset on the sea. And I walked, went up for a walk in the sunset and like a mill pond, beautiful. The Lord Board, I assume it's not anywhere near minus 35 this summer in Brisbane. It's a little bit boring, isn't it? So it's what, 7.37 a.m. Yes, we got up that early to do this and it's 30.4 degrees. <laughs> so let's get this right we've got a 65 60 degree degrees. difference wow, wow. between mm. us within the last 24 hours we've got i'm stuck right in the middle yeah. Yeah. <laughs> new york you said overcast and new york is uh, it's not overcast it's snowing it is currently minus two feels like minus 12 with the wind coldest we've got is uh minus eight tomorrow morning but pretty cold wow pretty cold. yeah yeah, it never gets like it never gets anywhere close to that in Brisbane. Doesn't <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it lovely in this segment? I love this segment. It's five minutes of uh, middle-aged men discussing the weather. I think it's fabulous. If we if if we're all twenty, we would not be talking about the weather. As you get older, you become more obsessed with that, right? Yeah, it matters. It <laughs> does matter. Talking about the fentanyl laced cocaine that you yeah, did last that's night. That's right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not the uh, cough drops and uh, and Vicks right. I'm on orange juice. What are you boys on? I'm being a good boy, and I'm on my my water from my PT. Coffee over here. I'm having a cup of tea, guys. In fact, I need to make another one. Rock and roll. Such an anglophile. Right, King Curtis and um, fellas, let's get on to our main subject, which is what modernism is now, really. Well, from Britpop to now, this is a very contentious subject, I think. I'm going to start off with, as a kicker off, with Mob Marty. And where, where are you with this, sir? Well, I think there are two distinct paths here when it comes to modern quote unquote mod music, because mod music is music that if you're a mod, and this is something that speaks to your sensibilities as a mod, but there's the sort of continuation of Britpop, which is bands like Kaiser Chiefs, Franz Ferdinand, Miles Kane, Kooks, you know, that kind of thing. And then there's bands that try to recreate the mod sound or the 60s sound, and that's a totally different animal. And I feel like this, what we're doing here today is talking about the former. And I think that there are acts that will divide the room, you know, like the White Stripes or, you know, Plan B, for instance. Like there's there's an interesting one because Plan B is a rapper, but he's very influenced by modern Northern Soul. So are you guys familiar with Plan B? Oh, yeah. Love Plan B. I saw him with the Stone Roses, actually, uh, Manchester in 2012, yeah. Very, like, I love it. And I love the album he did about the guy who goes to prison. Like, that that whole concept album was brilliant. And that's part of it, too. It's like, is there meaning behind the music? Does it pull from all those elements that we love as mods, right? And I think that uh, where we were willing to stop at Britpop, I, th- I really feel like it goes on. So I, I'm going to start off with slightly disagreeing. Excellent. Because I come from a different kind of thing on this, which is I can completely understand the mod thing that s- sticks with a quite a retro look and feel and, you know, whether it might be from the original mod stuff or whether it might be from the Britpop. But I think there's a third strand, which is... The idea that it's totally contemporary, that not just in music, but in fashion and everything else, but it has all the mod symbolism and icons and thought behind it, but it's completely new. Well, I think we're saying the same thing, but you just said it better than I did. 
<laughs> but I suppose what, and maybe we'll go to kind of choices in music because this is where it kind of gets really interesting, really. Because if there's a lineage, like a straight lineage with those bands out of Britpop, that kind of indie feely stuff, yeah. my view is where I go and into my show is I find better mod inspiration from the current UK jazz and soul and hip hop scene that's got more of a feel of if modernism was created now it would be there it wouldn't be anything else what do you think guys so i'm going to be the 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 deeper naysayer of the naysayers here but i'm i'm going to take it as a continuation actually from from where you're going and you know i, I think if we go back to you know even just traditional definition of of modernism it's you know it, it is that search for and and even think about the mindset not thinking about like this is why I'm going to start fights is when we look at, I would say the culture of the start, like not the response, not the reaction, not like necessarily like what you saw, but why did modernism begin? You know, if we were even to go back to like the thirties, when, when we're talking about like, you know, the beginnings of modern jazz, it was a rebellion to not wanting to be like your parents. You wanted to be a part of something that was new and that was fresh and that it did provide you a form of identity that if you knew, you knew, right. It wasn't screaming, but yet, you know, it was the finer details. And so when I, when I strip back, like really the entire definition and, you know, all, all that stuff, I think that like modernism is never going to stop. And, and just because there was a group of people that defined it as one thing or another, we're kind of looking at those people that define that as a group of teenagers from, you know, 50 years ago now. And even reading more about Pete Meaden, who is, you know, kind of considered one of those, you know, early mods. There was a reason that he went from working with the high numbers to working with Jimmy James and the Vagabonds because it was such a departure from what was traditional at that time, you know, for them. And I just think if we take that mindset as opposed to what I do for a living is sometimes it's not looking at the outcome. It's looking at what were the inputs that got, you know, inputs versus outputs, right? And so if, if we're defining modernism as really this reaction to mainstream basic culture that maybe included your parents' generation and saying, we want something that's so fresh, that's so new, that's so interesting and creative, not just new for new sake, but to really be pushing forward. Like to me, that is modernism. And so unfortunately, it opens up a can of worms that I feel like, you know, to be mod, which is not necessarily modern, <laughs> you know, like a lot of the artists that we love versus being a modernist, which includes a whole lot of stuff. Absolutely. I think that's where, where the divide begins. Yeah, and, and that's the interesting bit, isn't it, about the things that many of us love about that old kind of retro philomology, the smartness and everything. I'm really interested in what the Lord Ward has to say about that. That definition that Curtis just give, as opposed to, I'm not saying they are completely kind of dichotomous, opposed to kind of the more retro classical modernist feel. What's your thoughts on that? I always think uh, modernism is a thought process. This is again quite esoterical, right? It's a thought process. It's not a musical movement. So therefore, it can go anywhere. I mean, by default, I love the 1960s stuff. I love the Britpop stuff. I love all that. That's just a, a personal music preference. But that's not modernism. It just so happens to tie in with that. I was actually reminded, uh, you guys know Andy J, who wrote that book, Proper? Yeah. He's a massive, massive house, massive house guy, yeah. DJ. And, and house fan but to look at him you you don't see anybody that has more modernist style than andy right he well, he wrote the book on it right so uh, to me that's the true definition of modernism that's his version that there isn't there isn't a rule book that should be followed and i think that it just so happens we all kind of like the same things but that's 
that's a byproduct. That's not really the genesis of what it should be. No, it's interesting that we, I, we've touched on it a few times, the idea that a new decade, the uh, Style Council album goes from mod to house. And then reading Andy's book and then seeing his musical style was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think, Mob Marty? Well, I, I agree very much with what you're saying, but I think it's also there's that dichotomy in the whole mod thing where one is very specifically trying to be different and and interested in their own things but also wanting to be part of a bigger group right so in a way we're talking about music that's accepted within or under the mod umbrella right because if you're thinking oh i like duffy and everybody else in the mod scene is like, oh, good God, no, 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 no. It colors what it is. It's like it colors how you think about it and it colors how other people perceive you as a mod. Are you a real mod if you, you know, love Eminem? Yeah, yeah, I totally, yeah. The law board, how do you? But should that should that matter though? I think, I don't think it should, but I think it does. Yeah. I don't think it should, I but I think it, it does. And I think if you think, why am I a mod? What is it about being a mod that I love it's having stuff interests and and likes and ethos that's the same as other people but not popular yeah i i, I disagree completely with that statement i love you man but i disagree with that statement <laughs> I, I think modernism is about being an individual the whole again i've, I've quoted this verbatim but the whole quadrophenia great great film lovely piece of art but that whole thing of you know what's that line he comes out with um because i don't want to be like everyone else that's why my mod see yeah but but him saying that and being in a crowd of everyone that looks exactly the same as him yeah that to me that doesn't well, resonate that's so, the that's the dichotomy know, always, that's what i'm talking about it's it, that it, you are correct but then again if everybody looked at you like if all the other mods like if the three of us looked at you and said you're not a mod that would impact no. you no it wouldn't no honestly oh. it wouldn't I'd, I'd be yep, completely you, comfortable man. with that again. <laughs> Very well adjusted. Good love you, <laughs> Zimbabwe. Okay. I'm just trying to get an angry Canadian again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind a Canadian out afternoon. Curtis, what are you saying? I played a song on my uh, side effects last week. Um, brand new album from Noonday Underground. And it features this guy called Mel Blanc that does a bit of like a... I always have a hard time saying this, but it, like I like to call it the English version of a chanson, right? Which is... a uh, which is just a, you know, a bit of like a spoken sing, whatever. But the song is called Mod is a State of Mind. And the lyrics to it are, are quite interesting and the music's quite interesting. But, you know, I, I think that my issue with it becomes is like that the definition of these things should really only inspire where the hell ever we go into our heads. You know, I mean, in, in some cases, I think that no matter what, there's no shaking the fact that if you're into mod, you're going to have something somewhere. I was looking at an artist that I start, started playing the other day and like, you know, a lot of times you'd be like, oh, I wonder if they're like this. And you'd be like, okay, well, they've got their Fred Perry on. You're like, all right, they, they, they might be into this a little bit, right? And I think there are little things that, you know, you, you'll always see like, hang on, I was with Mick Talbot in September and Mick just looks like a normal older fella, but he's got really smart shoes on. And you go like, that's his little like, bing, and you just get it where like, you know, you talk to Mick about the music he listens to and it's it's almost equally as broad as some of the music that I listen to. I think the the important thing is that much it always influence the way that we keep looking at the world and looking at art and looking at music and looking at style, but it shouldn't cast a boundary on that. Because I don't think that by definition, modernism is a boundary unless it's just sucks and it's ugly, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
I think it's time for some music. I'm going to ask Mob Marty to pick one of his tracks. Dear listener, I've got all the tracks in advance, so I know what people have chosen. So, but, And it's a really interesting mix. Mob Marty, what's your first one? Well, I had a hard time with this because a lot of the bands that I was thinking of were bands that I love. So it was really hard for me to pull things out. Uh, what I decided on was one track that sort of pulls from the influences of mod and Northern Soul and, you know, looking backwards. And then one that is on track with music as it's going forward. So I'd like to start off with the Big AC by New Street Adventure. Let's hear that. Whoever thought that standing here would be a waste of time You said we'll go to a place when no one's heard that You dance to the music, not just the words And we lose ourselves in clumsy footwork And anyway, your like is fine But from Initiation to the new streets Sound approved by strangers Stranger than your strangest dreams I like it or not We're now part of the scene With an Side with 
That's New Street Adventure. What do you reckon there? I always love the lyrics of that. Love it. I do too. It's like exactly what you're thinking. Like you don't want to go to like some regular bar and listen to crap music to dance. You want to really experience something worthwhile. And the video has Northern Soul dancing all throughout it. They definitely did it on purpose, like had that as an influence on purpose. And other songs by this band don't all go in that direction. There are progressive, like forward-looking songs, but I felt like this one particularly, it speaks to me because it bridges the looking back with looking forward. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, we've got to say big up to... Uh, Nick and Sophie Corbin, friends of the station, big AC record label. Yeah. And congrats on, on baby. I wasn't saying new baby, but six months old or so now. Anyway, great. Check out the big AC record label. Those lyrics almost doubling down on what you're saying, Marty, is it's great because it's this nice whisper that like going back to the, if you know, you know it, that song refers so much to the community, you know, where he talks about a group of people just like us. Like, and I like that tribalism that I do believe that, Again, that, you know, we're separating mod and modernism, but mods were tribal. I like that there is that community aspect in the song, what they're talking about, and then just referencing the classics. Yeah, it's got that retro feel, but it's modern. And I like that. It's not a straight pastiche of an old mod track, if you like. Uh, yeah, I like, I like Nick. Uh, I remember seeing Nick in a, I had to go to this horrible area of London. It's called something like Highbury. I saw him in a pub, above a pub in Highbury. Awful area to go if anyone stay well clear of it. But I forced myself to go with a Kevlar vest and a mask on. But he was excellent. Just him doing an acoustic set in all seriousness was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was I'm pretty sure there's a reason that he chose to play in Highbury versus Seven Sisters Road. <laughs> hmm. No one plays anything in Seven Sisters. Oh, Road. No. The law board. What year was that, by the way? That was twenty fourteen. Wow. Ages me already, man, nearly ten years old. God, well, ten years you're old. Right. <laughs> Law board, what's your choice, sir? I always pick tracks like Bang straight away, right? Because otherwise you can overthink it and blah, blah, blah. And plus, you know, I change my mind like I change my underwear like once once every three days. Which um, in this weather is is more like once every three minutes, correct? Yeah. yeah I hope so. <laughs> they uh, walk off to the washing machine themselves these days. I picked this particular track because it was in my head. Is it modernism? I don't know. But Two Door Cinema Club, a group from Northern Ireland. So this is 2011. The track's called What You Know. It's just a beautiful bit of power pop. The visual clues are in there. So, you know, that one of the guys got a suit. Are they mods? Don't know. But they're obviously dressing to look their best, which I like. The video is, yeah, again, has sort of modernist clues in it. But, yeah, just a beautiful bit of power pop. And I dig it. I love it. And uh, even now, I think I played it on the Blow Up Show last week. It still works now. And that's what? 12, 13 years old. I've heard they're re-touring, so they're still out there doing it. Wonderful. Should we give that a listen? Yes, You've please. chosen What You Know by Two Law Cinema Club. Let's give that a little twirl, ladies and gentlemen, and every flavour in between. One. 
in my head now for the next uh, seven days. It is a very catchy tune and very pop forward, which I think opens it up another can of worms. Is like how much of pop really is by definition modernism, but just going to start there and, and leave that little seed to You're absolutely right. But you know what? I have this idea that I, I wanted to run down a few names of bands and see where they sit with you guys. Go for it, Marty. Let's have it. The Kaiser Chiefs. Okay. Kaiser Chiefs, no. For me, no. No. Lawboards, yes. Franz Ferdinand? Yeah. We all agree that Franz Ferdinand, no. Curtis? No. Don't care either way. The Strokes? So wait, what, what, what is it exactly that we're asking? Because I will say this. When the Strokes came out and they played, it was just perfection. And they honed in on the details so tightly that it was yeah. perfect. But, yeah. but yes, I mean, that would just be the continuation of modern music right. with references, very, very hard references to old music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Miles Kane and all the things that he's done. The Rakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Kooks. Mm-hmm. Well, Johnny yeah. Moore's solo stuff yeah. recent yeah. in the last 10, 20 years, his solo stuff, Kasabian. Well, you know, we could look at both of those parallels if you go back to even like the Mod Revival and New Wave. You know, it's like so yeah. those things were happening in parallel and they looked quite similar as well. Just the 
the very fine details were just slightly different, right? You know, like you right. you could potentially throw Elvis Costello into the list of a lot of these, sure. you know, down to his slim ties. And, you know, like he looked the part, played the right. part. So I'm, I won't go, I've got a huge list here, but like the Coral and British Sea Power and bands like that, to me, yeah. just like fit into that. But then I think of bands like Interpol, Block Party, uh, White Stripes. To me, they still work under that umbrella, but they might be thought of as, you know, I don't know, too popular, too techno, too, I don't know, because block parties can can be very electro, but so what, right? That's looking yeah. forward. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, that's where you go back to these definitions where you're like, all right, so just because there was nothing electronically influenced in, you know, in 1965 or in 1980, again, like where does the definition start? Where does it end? And Well, it, it does. It, it starts and stops with the new wave movement of the 80s, right? Or like it starts with craft yeah. work. And how, how does craft work fit into yeah, right. to Super the, the mod sound? Yeah. You know, like what that led to with Depeche Mode and OMD and... Because I say so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it in a slightly different direction. It, it, only because of this, that we've concentrated quite hard on that kind of indie feel that from the Brit, understandably. Yeah. But when I was thinking about this, I'm li- literally the opposite to the law board. I will sit and procrastinate and think over. What does that mean? To, what does that mean to me? And, you know, like a Greek philosopher or something. Rambam. Cheat red money. Rambam, <laughs> thank you. Um, good reference, my buddy. Um, and for me, it was, if I think back to the original mod, it was taking some great, almost entirely black American music and just reinventing it slightly, whether it was with jazz or R&B and moving it on slightly. And maybe that's why I have this really huge interest in a lot of the British kind of younger mostly black scene um, that kind of reflects that. And later on, you've got reggae and two-tone and dot, dot, dot that kind of feeds into that. So I'm going to pick one. It was the first one that came to my head, and I don't know why. It's actually uh, an artist called Green Tea Peng, who I love. And she did a track called 100 Pounds of Summer with the late, the great Lee Scratch Perry. So I'm going to play that one out and tell me what you think. Let me hear that
So that's Lee Scratch Perry and Green Tea Peng. Do you get the flavor on that in terms of why I think that's yeah. 100% a mod track? Maybe. Okay, so it, with that, does MIA mm-hmm. float your boat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I suppose for Good. me, because it, it <laughs> grabbed, it's a very contemporary song. It's still got a bit of a retro feel, but it's not a retro song. But it takes from house and reggae and dance and just melts it all together. And I think that's spot on mod for me. And that's what's an interesting mix. It doesn't come out of Britpop. This is something absolutely new in London. What are your thoughts, gents? I feel as though it's definitely, you've caught exactly what we're talking about here. You've taken something that is different than everything else that we're talking about and still fits inside of that. And to say that, yes, you agree that MIA sits in there too and works for all the same reasons. I feel like we're on the same page with this for sure. Curtis? Well, you know, I'm digging deeper into the fundamentals, and I'm going to reference this song again that I should actually just be playing on this show. Yeah, New hold Day on. Under, what, what's the name of the song? And we'll just play it out. Well, let's do it. It's called Mod is a State of Mind. It's quite interesting to me because he's saying it, Mod is not a way of life. It's a state of mind. And so, like, if we think of it in that way, we think about, like, the way that creativity and ideas are formed. They're formed based on experiences and life experiences. And so we automatically, from the second that we're born, have a bias. And that bias comes from anything that we do and anything that we experience, right? So I would say that like, if any of the four of us are in that state of mind, that anything that kind of comes in that we vision a certain way, by definition is the same. So that's where I don't understand necessarily where the parameters need to or why they need to start and end 
because I think it's a state of mind. I think what we're illustrating is that there aren't any parameters. And what you're saying is that because we are similar in our thoughts, interests, and things, <laughs> is that we everything that we do is within the whole mod ethos because or we're digging it. Until the day that we become like our parents and go, meh, meh. So uh, back to the song title, Mod is State of Mind. Let's hear it out. Everybody, it is a great pleasure to speak to you all here this year's Brits. I was wondering when you'd get around to me. Uh, just before I came on stage, my manager Nick said to me, maybe you should speak for a minute on mod as a way of life. Well, Nick's a smart cookie. I wouldn't be standing here before you if he wasn't, but he ain't always right, and he ain't right about this. Because mod isn't a way of life. Mod is a state of mind. That's right. Mod is a state of mind. You see, mod isn't about having the right wheels or the right shoes or hats or this or that. Or wearing a parka that you saw someone wearing on the telly. That's not mod. It's just copycat stuff. And it's not about knowing how to button your two-tone jacket. You know, top button always, middle button seldom, bottom button never. It isn't even about being able to dance properly to old rhythm and blues. All of that jazz and razzmatazz don't mean a thing if you ain't swinging inside. Because mod is a state of mind. And the key to that state of mind is individuality. Mod is an expression of the smartness and sharpness you feel inside. The uniqueness that is you and only you projected with confidence into the world and not giving a monkey to what anyone else thinks. Now some of my mates say, hang on a minute, isn't all that individuality stuff really just punk? No, punk is pain, punk is rejection, punk is angst and dirt. Mod is being proud of how you feel, of who and what you are, and living it without embarrassment because it's the natural thing to do. I mean, by that reckoning, the greatest mod in history, I mean the greatest of all time, was probably Cassius Clay. And you ain't gonna argue with that now, are you? I mean, you could be gay, you could be straight. All of the above, or none of the above. If you can sustain your individuality and express it with style, then, my son, you have earned the right to self-describe as mod. 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 Man, I love that. Love that. He pretty much says it just how I feel it. Like, I definitely dig into those to all the lyrics for that because it's just such a good laugh. Reminds me of the streets a bit. Another band, Mod or not, definitely for me, Mod. That feels streets-ish. You know, it also feels like park life. Yeah, particularly. Well, because it definitely sounds like Phil Daniels. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 But also that, uh, you know, and that was purposeful, taking Phil Daniels from Quadrophenia and putting him into a rip pop right. song, right? Then having him this, it does ring of the streets and of Plan B even in a way. Yeah. So are we, can I kind of recap on this then? Because I, while we're saying then, chaps, and I, I'm going to go to the law board next, which is it doesn't matter kind of where you're coming from with that. If great song, great title, mod is a state of mind, 
if you're into the retro thing and love your suits and love dressing up, great. But if you're on a different level, it doesn't actually matter because mod is a state of mind. Lord Ward? Yeah, I t- just listening to the banter there. I think this is the most interesting program in that it's everything's so diversive and there's very, everyone's got different opinions, different viewpoints. This is not a history lesson, which, you know, some of these look back at modernist things can yeah. be. This is, this is just wonderful. I love these conversations and everybody's got a different opinion and that's how it should be, right? Absolutely. Totally, yeah. And so I haven't got a beef with anyone who wants to be kind of super retro Parker's dot, 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 you know. What I do like is the fact that you can dress in modern, modern, contemporary clothes, you know, and drive your scooter and then listen to Green Tea Peng and (laughs) and that sort of stuff. And it doesn't feel odd. Yeah. Um, Well, not at all. And and so I do want to track back for a second because I got off point by using this song, but the the song was a great, I feel like just, he says it in the way that I think it. Can I still get my tunes in though? Yeah. Go for another one, Curtis, for me. So if you've listened to me before, you've heard me reference this track and to this day, I still am blown away by it. So there's a London-based group called public service broadcasting and they're really cool the first time we saw them in new york city they don't talk to the crowd they have triggered samples and they say hello new york city you know we're glad to be here and and that's their interaction with the crowd they work with a lot of triggered samples they do some electronics and every one of their records has a theme right which is super cool like the releases that i have from them include the war room which was like it's a lot of samples around the second world war and you've got like churchill popping in and stuff like that the siren raids in london from that time but my favorite one that came out was in in the year 2015 it's called the race for space and to me like okay as, as far as a topic goes we all associate man on the moon and the moon landing and all that sort of stuff some of those like little just like details that very much let's be honest with you influenced mod and and so on and so forth but so they go through this entire album they write songs with some electronics and they're sampling loads of stuff but this song in particular to me it just might be the tempo the, the delivery and it's just called go And to me, there's just something about it that just makes you feel where you're going backwards whilst going way forward at the same time. And there's something about an exclamation mark in a song title that says (laughs) mod, right? Let's hear it. Go. Something I'm always saying to Curtis, just go. This is public service broadcast. Go! This is Apollo Control at 102 hours into the flight of Apollo 11. It's grown quite quiet here at Mission Control. A few moments ago, Flight Director Gene Kranz uh, requested that everyone sit down, get prepared for events that are coming. And he closed with the remark, good luck to all of you. minutes now until ignition for powered descent. Everything's still looking very good at this point. Okay, all flight controllers, gonna go for powered descent. Retro, go. Lido, go. Guide, go. Control, go. Falcon, go. Jinsey, go. Econ, go. Surgeon, go. Capcom, we're go for powered descent. We're off to a good start. Play it cool.
Flight controllers, I'm going around the horn. Okay, retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guide. Go. Control. Go. Falcom. Go. GNC. Go. Decom. Go. Surgeon. Go. Retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guide. Go. Control. Go. Falcom. Go. GNC. Go. Decom. Go. Surgeon. Go. Capcom, we're go for landing. Okay, everybody, let's hang tight and look for landing radar. 75 feet, down and a half. 60s thing, right? Yeah. Maybe it's like thing in space. Nice choice, Curtis. Again, extremely contemporary, but. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Still add nods to the past. Liking it. I want to hear another choice of music. We haven't heard another one from Mob Marty yet. I'm not sure if he's frozen solid in his basement. Nope. 
Uh, well, it's getting cold. I had to turn off the furnace because uh, it's right next to me and it's starting to, I'm starting to feel the cold, but it's worth it, guys. It's worth it. I'd imagine, um, <laughs> if you're a listener, that Mob Marty's basement's like the uh, fire room of the Titanic, <laughs> that he's just there shoveling coal in. Give me another song, Marty. All right. Well, my next choice was the Future Heads heartbeat song. I love the Future Heads. They do a great uh, version of Hounds of Love, that Kate Bush song. But this one particularly to me has the sound of Britpop, but still in moving forward and being more modern. And I am aware that both of the songs that I chose are at least 10 years old or older. I don't listen to modern, modern, modern music that much unless I'm introduced to it like through the face radio or something like that, or unless it's something that is specifically directed at me, like through original uh, yeah. Gravity and Acid Jazz and those kinds of labels, you know. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm probably in the same way. And I will say, and this is not a, you know, anyway, bigging up Curtis, because I never try and do that. But do listen to the um, side effects on a Monday, because it has educated me a little, because I'm the same. I'm staying pretty genre specific on a lot of my show, and that's all the time I got used to for, you know, so. But I want to hear the heartbeat song. So everyone shut up right now. When we meet, I listen to your heartbeat. I can hear the rhythm and the tone Every time I listen to my heart It's like a cartwheel in my head But my legs are made of lead Your heartbeat song Is good but it's not the one We sing it out of tune But I still want to sing with you When we speak I find it hard to think straight Especially when there's no one else around it's impossible to concentrate bright light everywhere like I'm floating in the air so new wave it could easily sit in a new wave early 80s i love it 
Yeah, it's got a little bit of of that uh, new wave punk uh, crossover, but it's also yeah. it also it, it makes me think of like the Fratellis or or the Kooks or you know that kind of very Gang of Four, very Gang of Four to me. Yeah, yeah, Gang of Four too. Yeah. No, I'm thinking. I don't know why the skids are in my head. Maybe I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, I shan't go there. Um, ever. <laughs> as long as the skids aren't in your pants. <laughs> no, no, let's not go there. I, do you know what that song? Kind of, it's a song called. Um, TV stars, I think. Do you remember that one, Matt? Yeah, everyone. I just came into my head the other day. Listeners, if you've never heard TV stars, listen to TV stars. It's a great track. Absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic track. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded of that, that kind of really upbeat, nice. But again, it's still contemporary, right? Right. Let's pick another track because we're heading deep, deep into the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go for the Lord Ward. Uh, I've been probably quite outspoken about the traditional mod thing so i'm actually going to dispel that and come straight back so this is modern this is today this is music you can see this guy live this week in england billy sullivan ex spitfires he looks a million dollars he's got the whole uh well his version of of the modernist clothing thing going on and uh again this is just an uncomplicated bit of power pop the actual track running out of times from his first album, which is called Paper Dreams, which I think is doing okay in the charts and stuff like that. And uh, he seems like a, be, uh, a really hardworking lad. He's You see gigs popping up all over the place, not glamorous locations, but he's out there, he's doing it. He's unfurling the flag. So, yeah, just an uncomplicated piece of power pop. Dig the new breed, right? Dig the new breed. Yeah, let's have a listen. Running out of time.
Oh, banging track. Absolutely banging track. I love that. That actually sits really nicely with the song that I played, like with yeah. that uh, Futurehead song. It's the, I'm going to have to check that one out. It's new to me. When when we were doing this, thinking of doing the show, I went and only the last few days had a look at some more kind of indie stuff recently and realized quite how the loop I was on it. I listened to a lot of soul and jazz and funk and for yeah. obvious reasons for the show. I was thinking, now I need to diversify and have a look at stuff. So I kind of... I love that choice. Love that choice, Matt. Yeah. Free your mind, mate. There's lots out there. Lots out there. Spread your wings, fella. Spread your wings. <laughs> well, that's it, really. It's so easy for us to get stuck in a rut, right? And the whole yeah. idea is, and back to that conversation about open you know, open your eyes yeah. and ears and see what's out there, man. And sometimes it's, it's like, nah. It, it's interesting, mate. So I've, I've really opened up the blow-up genre, and there's some core people that have dropped off. Which, which is fine, you know, that's, that's people's prerogative. But the influx of new people is like threefold compared with the people that drop off. So it, it's an interest. And we're not doing it for that. We're doing it for, <laughs> um, I don't know, just to keep the fires burning, you know, the interests and uh, keep- And keep it fresh, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could literally, I don't know about you guys, I, I actually keep a very rough data track of stuff I've played and things I've discussed. Blah, blah, blah. But you could actually just pull out, a show from three years ago and just replay it. I mean, I did yeah. not want to ever, ever get into that because that, to me, is the point of, you know, give it away, go do something else. Yeah, unless yeah. Your, your show is particularly just a retro track or playing, like, you know, my Brooklyn, Brooklyn Old Soul Club, that's not going to go anywhere and it stays there. But for it kind of contemporary modernism, back to that, it's the idea of saying, yeah, that's got a feel or a sound or a smartness or a mm. swagger or something else that feels a bit that way. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, I, I definitely had those those similar experiences on my show throughout the years. And I think that they're a type of person, and, and I, I would almost raise my hand and say that they're not a modernist, is that they only like their small period of things. And at a certain point, that's when you become the parents that, the original mods were rebelling yeah. against where where yeah. suddenly you're not just playing the oldies anymore uh lord ward and you're playing you know something else i to me that is where i have the fundamental disagreement with what a lot consider to be you know the definition of said things hmm. yeah and, and that's why i think it's easy in shows as djs to pick out stuff that sound just sounds retro and just as a pastiche of what's going on, it's actually more difficult to pick up stuff that's new and fresh, but still got the feeling lawboard. Yeah, we um, we came about the tagline a nod to mod rather than a mod program. That's right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure someone said that before and we picked it up. But to me, that's where we're going with that. Like you just pick up little influences and that influence could be Frank Sinatra. That influence could be Otis Redding. It could be Billy Sullivan. Do you know what I mean? There's, it's yeah. so much more fun and so much, it's more fulfilling to keep going down those tracks and, and finding out those little nuances. Just as a slight side note, and kind of seeing mod in things where you're just like, oh, that's not mod. But I was watching, uh, there was a documentary on, on telly the other day on Terry Venables, God bless his soul, mm. RIP. And um, it was just a whole thing about him when he was young and at Chelsea and stuff. And he owned a suit shop and he basically cut mod suits. He was the smartest looking yeah. moddy guy you'd ever seen in your life. And um, it was just like, wow. Just kind of seeing that he's not a mod, but he just looks so cool. Anyway, Talking of looking cool and not particularly being a mod, I'm going to play one out. It's brand well. This track's a, an album old, but the uh, they're a contemporary group. Um, I'm sure many have heard of called the Bahama Soul Club. This is from an album called Bohemia After Dawn, which I like as a title. Love it. Um, which is out in 2020. The new one, Sundub Society, which is more of a reggae one. But I'm going to play you one called 
Never Roam No More. So for me, that's got reggae and acid jazz and jazz. Blues. And funk. And it's blues. got that blues sound. For me, it's like 
almost like an ultimate mod track. What do you think? Yeah, that's it. Definitely has all those elements, and it, uh, it kind of reminds me of Smooth and Turl. Yeah, who they have a show on on the station. They do that sort of thing where they take from a whole bunch of different things to make something new, and really bringing all these different styles and sounds and everything into one piece that works together, which is beautiful. And I know we talk about music a lot, but in terms of style and Curtis and I have spoken about this before. If you check out album covers like Bahama Soul Club, they are so, so early sixties, that kind of look of graphic. And I, and you can find that in other modern groups and contemporary groups, like a lot of the UK jazz scene, although it's got a lot of hip hop on it, it's got a feel of blue note on the, on the covers or other things. So we're not just talking about musical clothes. There's that design and that, graphics of things that you can feel in certain things that that's mod Bahama Soul Club is mod because it just looks like it you know yeah what do you say Curtis well I love the album I think it's great and you know I I love multiple types of music and I like that that yeah I like that there was a lot of there's a lot of different types of references in there and but I, I think the one thing that I would probably say separates them I think even from from most things is that um, it doesn't sound like they're trying to tick any boxes. It just sounds like they're audible passions. Yeah. And I think that that's when you go back to like what jazz even originally was and stuff like that. I, I feel like if, if artists are pushing themselves and like the details, then I think that's great. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the early music, like in blues and jazz and soul, I remember one of the complaints when I was quite young was, oh, it's all covers. But that was what made it interesting because- The interpretation. The interpretation yeah. of what came on. If you listen to- I was looking at Gladys Knight and I think I heard it through the grapevine come on. I was like, well, we want to hear the Gladys Knight version. It's completely different. And that feels like that. That's there. And maybe that's it. It's about interpretation. Oh, we've, we've got, got too long left. And I know Curtis has got one more track. What you got, sir? Well, yeah, I mean, it feels good as we're talking about kind of samples and, and things like that. As, as at this point, like I'm, I'm going to, I think, move us the furthest from the core of the conversation where we've been. And, and to me, <laughs> there's... <laughs> there's nothing – well, there's nothing about this that, that – in the sense of the definitive type of thing because I like that what we just said about the interpretation, right? And I, I genuinely am that modern type of person that I'm always looking for sounds that maybe I haven't experienced before but that you know make me feel a certain way that are doing something that is like really pressing, pressing things forward that I hadn't experienced. You know, and, and I think we, we could absolutely say like one of, for me, one of the, like the most progressive modern music sounds, and we mentioned it here, was when house music started, you know, and obviously that came from elements of probably even craft work and so on and so forth. But I feel like using the technology and using the things that are coming at us in this present day, I'm like, you know, let's, you know, I think that that's a, a great thing. And that's the way that we continue to take this art from forward. And so where I'm going is, um, and I saw this artist at Glastonbury this uh, this past summer, London-based producer, DJ, uh, called Fred Again. And Fred Again is just interesting. Uh, he he really kind of came into his during COVID. It was He recorded like five albums. And whether you love this guy or you don't love him, in his short tenure, he's already recorded now with Brian Eno. And I'm like, that's uh, that's cred, if you ask me. Like that, whether, whatever my perception of you, when you're doing some weird eclectic stuff with Brian, you know, like you're an artist, <laughs> you're like you are yeah. in the artist camp. Absolutely. But so the fascinating story about this artist is we were watching and he's very electronic. He presses a lot of buttons, but as opposed to like other electronic artists that I've watched that like just press a single button and just then do whatever. This guy's like has a microphone on a table so that it likes pick is 
picking up the sample of him banging on a table that's getting resampled. And, and I was just so moved by the fact of everything that he was doing that to me, even though it wasn't the crazy newest thing I've ever heard, but it was just taking what it is in, in a forward direction. It was so different and, and such a pleasure to see uh, that I loved it. And the story behind this is he was, as he was trying to put together a song, he was writing a song for his sister. And he came across this guy's voice on the internet and he started sampling it. And then he reached out to the guy uh, later on to say, you know, I'd really like to do this song with you. And the guy said, okay, I'd love that. And he found out that the song was actually written about his brother. And so they came together in this thing where it was a song for his sister and a song for his brother. And it came together. And and I don't know. I just think that it's a really cool tune. And what's the name of the track? Adore You. Thanks, mate. I've been working out. So much better at everything. Nice and clover in my chair, there's no compare. I adore you. Ooh, I adore you. I came first, but you're ahead, ahead beyond your years. People try, try to find this thing you've always been. I adore you.
I just dig it. He's he's just he just has a different approach to the the craft of of making it, you know. And uh, it doesn't fall into any category for me, other than to me, it's just modern and it's, and it doesn't uh, sound oversampled. Like it sounds yeah. like a proper tune. I like yeah. that very much. Yeah. It's tasty. And like you were saying with the Bahama Soul Club, it doesn't. They're not trying. It's not like they're mm-hmm. trying to be different. Um, yeah. The Lord Board. Yeah, I'm just going to reiterate, this has been my favourite show. It's been, you know, have I dug everything? I don't know. I'm going to listen to every single track in more detail. But it's made me think. It's made me ponder. It's I don't know. It's like I can – I love listening to the classic 60s and and put that on repeat. Mm -hmm. But this kind of stuff just excites me. And like I said, I'm not going to like it all and people out there are not going to like it all. But that's okay. It's, That's okay. It's you don't you have out to. there thinking. It's got you out there trying different stuff, and and uh, that is the essence of modernism. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this show, guys. Yeah, and if you give everything a listen, it, it makes you question and think. And mm. what are the things that you are attached to? One thing I did want to mention is that if you think about everything that we're talking about, and you look at Paul Weller, the Mod Father, mm-hmm. yeah, and his progression musically has been forward 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 i mean he went into techno for a while yeah. there and he was like he, I mean, he started off yeah house he started off like singer songwriter style stuff when uh, i'm talking post style councils post jam because even even the style council was a complete departure from the jam and you know we we look to him <laughs> and if i look to him and i i see what he's doing it, it also kind of gives me the the strength to say you know yeah just do look forward do keep on trying to push to the next level what's the next thing and take all of your experience and all of your knowledge and putting it into what you're listening to or if you're producing music what you're producing yeah, and the old and new can sit quite comfortably together like, yeah. and complement each other. Law board? Yeah, I think uh, what Mob Marty brought up there is is a fantastic point. P-Dub's P kind of uh, – he's explored every single genre. The only one that I can think of that he hasn't had a – Hasn't had a red hot go, and I'm, I'm happy to be corrected. It is is the old Boscar reggae thing. He's never, I can yeah. never. I knew you were going to say that. Track I agree. Where he's he's just followed that easy beat. So uh, it's interesting. Like I said earlier, if we ever get a chance to meet him, you know, what do you what do you say? You know, how do you start a conversation? I would love to know the reason why that is because it's obvious. I think he does seem to follow that style uh, of music, he but he's never digs that it. stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why hasn't he done it? He probably just doesn't thought about it. But maybe you know, who knows? Maybe he can spark something in him. I'd mm. love to and hear you know, they did Paul Weller's reggae album, the, the, the Trojan. <laughs> the Trojan is. <laughs> they did that really cool tune um, called Mother Ethiopia with uh, Stone Foundation, which was very Afrobeat. Mm. And and so yeah, maybe it's just a matter of time. Yeah, maybe it's a matter of time. He's not done yet. We, I think I, <laughs> I was thinking of ro- rounding off the show with a with a track. And originally I'd chosen one by Salt, right, S-A-U-T, because I think they, they are beautifully moddy in every single way. But I'm thinking, you know, one from the latest Weller album is quite interesting because that would be a really nice nice way to end the show. Have we got any final points, gentlemen, before we go? King Curtis. I just wanted to say, um, you know, I, I think that if everyone realized, you know, that, that judgment shouldn't be based on, our, on the things that we like, and if we weren't a, a part of something that, had a hard definition that like there's a 
thing you had to do or say or whatever that back to the state of mind thing that it's more of an outlet that you can be you can have a safe place to like what you like and similar you guys mentioned Weller we could mention uh, like Steve Marriott and, and you think about his progression into you know his later music and I think they call those they, they call these things like gateways or slippery slopes right the more that you do open your your mind you actually then start slowly slipping into other things that you go, well, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have gotten to this. And I think this very much simplifies all of the greatest modernists, in my my opinion, is because hmm. they were willing to slip down that slope and open their mind. And that's what took them further. And I think that that's why we should continue to drive this state of mind. So good luck on your journeys, men. <laughs> Yeah, the low board final point. I, I think, um, I mean, all four of us uh, are speaking together now because we have a common thread, right? But if you listen to all four of our shows and the various little side effect shows as well, they're all completely different. And, and that's what I love about this whole thing. It's a great portal to meet like-minded souls like you lovely folk, but uh, it allows you to, to do your own thing in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, and I can, I've said about my show is, if I'm ever stuck, I think it's a modernist show. What? Where am I going? Whether it's blues or soul or jazz or reggae or whatever, what can I do? Where does that take me to? Mob Martin. <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree. And although I did feel like you guys were stepping on my show a little bit there. Because, <laughs> um, well, because my show is all about the oldies, right? But I totally agree because I'm open to all of that. And I love what you guys do. I genuinely listen to all three of your shows and love what you do and you do take me to places that I never would have thought of to go because who wants to be stagnant right I don't want to be stagnant I don't want to be stuck either no I still get a lot of fulfillment out of my show but what you guys introduce me to or places you take me is great and very exciting I will say though and I do love <laughs> your show and I'm not just saying that because when I'm feeling in a moment when I'm feeling a bit like down on stuff. I stick on Northern Soul because it just makes me dance, right? I'm like dancing yeah. around the house. Low board. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I go to your show regularly, Mod Body, and I catch up with it every week purely because, yeah, I want that dose of 60s pureness. I, I do want that yeah. as well. So that's the whole yeah. thing. It, you, you can kind of, you know, I go to KP Side Effects. Uh, I go to Tim's show on a Wednesday because it sort of fits in with my my gym workout. That's the only reason. But um, <laughs> I get something. No, just kidding, man. I love your show. I get something different from each show, and yeah. not, none of them are better than the others. They're all part of this mix, and and that's what makes this whole thing so good. So good. I just wanted to make one last uh, last statement: is that you know s some of my super super forward whatever is is not to ever have a poo on the all these greats that, that we all together love. My whole life is that it just didn't stop, you know, in 1969 or in 1981 right. or, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so I, I'm open to wherever that book takes you. But if all you like is, is the jam and you like your, and your clobber, like, that's great. I love it as well. I just don't want to, I just don't want us to feel like that that's the only way that we can kind of. Right. It's a rem it's a reminder to everybody that there's there's more out there yeah. than As just that game. The exactly. old and you can live together. And for for listeners, then um, the law the law board was both right and wrong in so many ways because he's the most modern <laughs> modernist of us all because he's actually living like almost like a day and a half ahead of the rest of us. My show's on a Tuesday, but because he lives in the future, because he is the future. Um, it's on a Wednesday for him. We, we're in, as we brightly point out, gentlemen, we're in four different time zones. So that's going to wrap this program up. 
I think what was what, I'm not even going to try and wrap this up with any form of conclusion apart from you know do your thing keep on keeping on keep exploring there's some good stuff out there people and I'm going to send us out to interesting I I changed my mind I thought I oh, know I'm going to do Weller again because uh, his last album he's got a track called it called um, Oranges and Rosewater. Which oh, is yeah. not just yeah. a straight jangly jangly. It's a really interesting, got some kind of real ethnic beats and feels to it. So I'm going to play you out to that one, dear listener and chaps. So I'm going to really? say um, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Internationalist Club. And I'm going to say goodbye first to our esteemed, I said that biting my tongue, esteemed guest, King Curtis, Curtis Powers there in New York. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm going to say goodbye to a mob Marty there in um, the coldest regions of space, otherwise known as Winnipeg. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one, everybody, and stay warm. And I want to say goodbye to um, the law board, a.k.a. Um, I believe his name this weekend is Betty Swallocks. So I'm going to say goodbye <laughs> to you, sir. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, again, thank you. I love this show. It's been awesome. It's been great, gents. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is uh, signing off from Tim Spurrier at TIC headquarters here in London. Ciao, ciao, kids. See you next time. Sailing out into the blackest night Sailing only by God's almighty light No one to hear ya No sound in the dark, just your lone voice
You have logged off from the Internationalist Club. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.